Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to another episode of Politics and Pop Culture with Sierra. And Chris Sumlin. Today is Wednesday, September 30th, 2020. Sierra, how are you feeling today? I am feeling blessed to have woken up this morning mm -hmm. and to be able to digest and comprehend everything that went down last night. Yes, I am wearing black because I feel like we, the death of America just said Yes, it's very much this energy. I love it. Where did you get the hoodie from? Etsy. I love it. I love it. Is it comfy? Very. Do you think Kamala Harris watched the debate last? Well, of course she did. Yes, like, she did. I wonder, I wish she, where do you think she watched it from? I would have had her like front and center. I feel like she'd be at the last one, but was she in the crowd? I don't remember her. I don't know, but I remember watching, like she did interviews after the debate, like commenting on the debate. Really? Um, so I don't know where she was doing that from, but she watched. Of course. Um, so yeah, so everyone, we, in this episode, we usually do politics and pop culture. We do multiple stories. We read things. We get people informed. But this is a different episode, right, Sierra? Like, what are we talking about today? We are just talking about the debate because... Nothing else. Because that was Emmy-worthy of just... Yeah. Mess. And, and drama. We, yeah, like there's nothing else to talk about besides the debate today. So we're going to spend the entire segment talking about the debate, what we think about it, our thoughts on it, our questions, the answers that we got yesterday. Mm. Um, I'd like to start with the beginning of the debate. What did you think about okay. them not shaking hands because of COVID? Because I'm one of those people that like really wants to follow CDC guidelines. And I feel like if everyone is tested and healthy, then eradicate CDC guidelines. So if everyone says they don't have the virus, shake hands. I thought that would have been a nice symbolic moment or even just some type of greeting. They didn't even do anything like that. They went right to the podiums and like, wait, I would have loved something like a photo op maybe come to the front about oh okay <laughs> come on director <laughs> <laughs> like if they would have sort of came out standing in front of the podiums and at least address each other and just did some there was no type of unity and so i felt like that just kind of started us okay look at where we're going what do you think about just that non-unity at the beginning there is no unity. Don't don't try and pretend there is or fake it for nothing. Like that's not who Trump is and that I guess that's not who Biden is. Like there is no presidential uh morals or level to be upheld. So I think it fit well. This wasn't it didn't start off like a normal debate and it was not a normal debate. Right. And I agree. I also felt that Donald Trump looked a little tired. Didn't you? I remember texting you last night thinking, Donald Trump looks tired. Like, yeah, but my whole thing is I have never been like a follower of Trump like that. Whereas like even my dad said it, he, during the RNC, he was like, that wasn't Trump's best speech. And I'm just like, I, I don't have enough comparisons because I, I can't, <laughs> but yeah. um. To me, it was Trump. It, it just was Trump. And you thought so? I thought he was yeah. just off his... I just remember looking at him like before he owned him. I'm like, Trump looks tired. Like, Trump, did that wasn't... Because I remember he was so fierce in his previous... Like, his debates be mm -hmm. hidden. Like, mm -hmm. I remember I said on the show yesterday, like, Trump is going to be Trump. Showman. You know, he knows how to get people going. So, like, when we first got started, he just looked like, oh, I'm, I'm tired. And then even... Where did you watch the debate? How did you watch it? What did you watch it on? On TV. I think it was MSNBC. 
nice. I watched it on TV as well. I watched ABC. And okay. so the people were kind of like starting, they prefaced it like Trump is behind, like Trump's been losing the entire election. Like mm-hmm. he needs to win. If Trump doesn't win, he's going to lose. So mm-hmm. I kind of just already was prefaced with like Trump, this is for Trump. Like he has to kill it. So when the debate started, I was expecting for him to kill it and come out swinging. And I felt like he did not. Um, because yeah, I was wondering how people were watching. I know some people watch on CNN. Some people, watch, you know, I think yeah. everybody's watching it last night. You cannot not be in politics today. Like you gotta. Yeah, get and it. it was everywhere. It was streaming everywhere. everywhere. So there's no excuse. Mm-hmm. And it was, it wasn't boring. It wasn't not at all. Like, I wanted it to go longer. I'm like, can this go longer? Yeah, it was very entertaining. So if you weren't watching that, I don't know what, what television doing. you mm-hmm. were watching, but. Whew. Yeah, it was definitely a sight to behold. Um, I'm trying to remember what the first question was that they talked about. I think they talked about the, I feel like they talked about the economy the most. I think that was like what I felt that people were really hitting on. The only time where I felt like Trump was winning was on the issues of like law and order and race. Like I feel he's very, very consistent where I feel like Joe Biden is trying to pander because you know, here's why I was telling people like the Republicans aren't as diverse in ideas as the Democrats are because the Democrats mm-hmm. are kind of already split. You have these mm-hmm. very, very progressive Bernie Sanders, AOC Democrats. Bernie Sanders have very, is an very independent. Correct. But yeah. like under the umbrella of like, yeah. mm-hmm, the left. where you have like um, Amy Klobuchar or Pete Buttigieg or Joe Biden, that is more like on the moderate spectrum of Democrats. So mm-hmm. I felt like there were moments where Trump was like very, very consistent on how he was feeling about law and order, about uh, race issues where I felt like Joe Biden was kind of saying defund the police because that's kind of more on the left and it was kind of like well don't defund the police that they need more training so I felt like he was kind of tithering between the two ideas so I felt like he was kind of losing in that because segment. I feel like Trump and Wallace were kind of going back and forth on yeah. what they were trying to pigeonhole Biden as because the first they're gonna say didn't you do the crime bill Okay, so now you're introducing that Joe Biden was indeed tough on crime in the past and wrote a crime bill. So you enter at him with this, you're Mr. Law and Order, you wrote this bill, Mm -hmm. da, 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 da. And then scoop, do, do, flip that, reverse it. And now all of a sudden he's supporting the leftists who are rioting and da, 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 da. So it's just like there was just no structure like I was just missing the structure and then Chris Wallace was like okay my next question is about race but you guys can talk about whatever Whatever you want mm -hmm, for two minutes uninterrupted Mm -hmm. and I'm just like first of all I remember watching The View and Meghan McCain was like we cannot, I don't think it should be a traditional journalist doing these debates Mm -hmm. because this is not a traditional presidency or election. It's not, she said, it's not going to work. I would like to see something different. Megan McCain, who is a journalist. So it's just like- And a conservative, like she's more so like, you know? Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. And a traditional, and, but the other ladies on The View who are older and I think are more traditionalist, even more than Megan, they were like, no, we need, a journalist we need someone who's professional even my mom was saying like chris wallace is that journalist like he's good at his job but it's just like but is trump good at his job so it's kind of like we need someone to match that energy match that level and i think this just reflects the american government it it reflects white at right now which is just a different place Mm -hmm. journalism just how he couldn't just how he wasn't holding 
power accountable for things. Um, I think there was no um, accountability for breaking the rules. Like there were no consequences for them breaking the rules of this debate on all sides. So what does that say when you establish rules, both gentlemen agree upon these rules and then they break the rules, what happens? Nothing. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I was getting frustrated. It's like, here you have these men breaking the established rules and you're not going to do anything about it. And so I'm just like, that's just people not facing consequences for their actions or giving proper consequences and to power, to wealth. And so that's where I was frustrated because it's like, this could happen again. I, right. That's what my, my question to you was, is do you think that these debates are already like pre-planned? Like I'm not well-versed in like debate structure. So mm-hmm. I wonder, like, I would definitely bring in Joe Rogan. I would bring in Charlemagne the God. I would be bringing in somebody who really is going to, let's just go crazy. We've already lost it. So let's just really just, let's just go wild. Let's bring in somebody different. Let's shake it up. Let's get more ratings. Let's yeah. just get these people on here and really just show it. Because I feel like if we're trying to keep it all traditional, because, but also I want to ask you this. Do you think that Chris Wallace was a good moderator? Because there are some people that are saying that since he's from Fox, that he might be a little bit biased. What are your thoughts on Chris Wallace as someone as a moderator? I thought he did a fair job. I thought he tried. Mm -hmm. I felt like if people, I felt like it would have gone fine if people were playing by the rules. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He could have done his job more effectively. Um, So, but that didn't happen that way. And so as a moderator, when someone's breaking the rules, when someone's running your debate, uh, then you have to know what to do. And I felt like his justification for that wasn't good. I felt like he was caught off guard. Um, But I felt like he would have done better if people were playing by the rules. And as a moderator, when people break your rules, what are you going to do? And he didn't do anything. So I feel like in that regard, no. But on MSNBC, they were saying like, you know, Trump was bullying Chris Wallace. He was speaking over Chris Wallace. And so it's kind of like, were Chris Wallace's hands tied? I felt like Chris Wallace should have left. You know what I mean? It's just like... They're going to need somebody different, like somebody that has just a little bit more spunked, a little bit more control because we're dealing with two people. Well, I don't think we're dealing with two people because I do think Joe Biden is somebody that can be respectful, but I don't mm-hmm. think Trump is. I think Trump plays that game where he's going to try to hit those blows yeah. where someone's going to need to be able to match his energy, like a Joe Rogan. I also, um, I felt like there were moments where I know Michelle Obama said, when they go low, we go high. And I felt like there were moments where Joe Biden was going low. Can you shut up? That was just like, come on. Um, I didn't like that. Um, calling him a clown, calling President Trump out of his name. I don't think you have to resort to that. Mm-hmm. I think... Facts matter. Um, integrity matters. Respect and, matters. And you can hit. And you can hit with the facts. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can hit equal. You can hit harder as opposed to saying clown or whatever. You can hit harder with some facts. Uh, you're a ra- he, Donald Trump is a racist, and here's why. Here's mm-hmm. what you've done. Mm-hmm. It is completely unacceptable, and I do not. I cannot fathom how he has gotten away and people will still vote for him after he refers to Elizabeth Warren as Pocahontas on national television. That is ridiculous, insulting. It is just like, what? It is crazy to me. That's racist. Calling, um, 
calling the virus the China flu, that's racist. Like it's, this man is crazy. Crazy. I don't get offended by the Pocahontas and the China virus. I don't think that those are racist terms. I think they're tacky. Like I think they're less than stellar, but I don't think they're racist. I just think, and I think it's hilarious. When he said Pocahontas, I literally laughed out loud. Like I just, I love that. I think that's so funny. I don't know Pocahontas to be a racial slur. And I do know that the virus originated in China. So when he says the China virus, I feel like that's who he speaks. I feel like that's us kind of being hypersensitive when we're like, that's racist. I'm like, nah, like racist is like N-word. Like racist is like, you know, not Pocahontas. I don't think that's racist. I just think- I it- feel like these words can lead to racist actions being taken against Native women who are disappearing, who are being killed. And- um and Chinese people who face racism every single day, when their president is saying these things about the Chinese in China, yes, we know, we know Chinese Americans, you know what I mean? And so it's like, we're not racist, but people who stand behind that rhetoric can do racist actions when they see a Chinese person be like, go back to your country. So I feel like it's just a seed being planted in a biggest racist picture. I can understand how you feel that way. And that makes a lot of sense. Um, What were your thoughts on, um, there's just so much we could just go and unpack here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't, I'm interested. I don't think that there's anything that a Trump supporter, there's nothing that a Trump supporter can there a Trump voter and a Trump supporter are different. I always had Trump voters, somebody that just voted for Trump. Then I mm-hmm. think there's people that wear the Make America Great Again hat that have created this community and like this purpose. Like they bleed Trump, Make America Great Again, because it gives them purpose. Yeah. I don't think there's anything that Trump can say or do at this point, at this place, that will get those voters away. Like the fact yeah. that the race is so close to me is just like absurd. I'm like, it should be so clear because I just don't like Trump's um rhetoric i don't like his language and i don't like the drama of it all that's why i'm just Mm -hmm. over it like i'm just like Mm -hmm. trump just hit the facts just be respectful just honor the rules he can't even do that i don't like all that talking over people you know i don't like that do you think that there's anything that trump could say or do that could make him lose supporters i think the fact that he has gotten this far with the polling being this close i think he's just going to continue on like this you know what i mean this isn't nothing he's doing is necessarily hurting him drastically. Um, I think this is a point in America where I think the two-party system is failing us because you have diehard Republicans. You have people who are never Democrats. Regardless of the name on the ticket, there are a lot of people who are just with the party. And so when you have someone who's not necessarily for the party leading the party, it's kind of like, like people are trapped and their vote is still going to go towards something that they might not 100% agree with. So I feel like this is a time where it's just, we're looking at the two party system. Like this is, these are the two, you know what I mean? It's like the lesser of two evils, like mm-hmm. the lesser of the two evils. And I don't think there's anything that Trump could do that will make him lose voters. Um, do you think that what, I know we talked about this a little bit off camera, but we have to talk about the white supremacist thing that people are running with now. Mm-hmm. There was a moment in the debate where he literally was like, can you condemn white supremacy and white supremacist? And Joe, Donald Trump consistently said, sure. I think about three times he was like, sure, mm-hmm. sure, sure. And then asked, what do you want me to call them? Mm-hmm. So then, so 
that's what that's what I took. I was like, okay, like if he has to say to condemn white supremacy, he's with that. Mm-hmm. Um, then what happened? Like because there's that proud boys. I don't, I, didn't, I missed that soundbite. Yeah. Like I yeah, missed, I was like, what because it was about? just it was getting rowdy, and I think um, it was just getting rowdy. And so instead of letting Chris Wallace Chris Wallace finish the question and then give a proper response keep on saying like sure sure in the middle of him talking and then there was like this silence and then they were like all right say it say it and so then he could have just said it you know what i mean and but he did it and then you know joe biden threw in proud boys which sorry i've never heard of them until last night same um and so then he came out with a comment when everything silenced and said, stand back and stand by. Which I don't think he actually meant. I think that he misspoke. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter anymore what he meant. Drink bleach, inject bleach, sarcasm. I was being sarcastic. If he can say something and then to the next day be like, I didn't mean it. You're mincing my words. I was being sarcastic. Then it's like, why even listen anymore if you can just, you know, reverse it back the next day? I think, you know, it's a workout listening to Trump and listening to what he says and trying to comprehend what he said. He said it. And so then to have to do these acrobats in your mind of, well, I don't think he really meant it. You know, I just feel like that it's too much. It's too much. Leave it. I understand, but I know that that's the headline. I know that of every moment that happened last night, that's the one that's going to get people going is that moment when he said, when they, because people are going to, the Dems and people who are not trying to critically think are just trying to get a headline, they're going to, that's what they're going to run with. And I But it's like, it's not surprising. It's not like he didn't say that they're very fine people before. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We know Which also came up last night in the debate. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like we know this. This is who he is. And I loved that when Joe Biden said, it is what it is because you are who you are. And so when he said that, just that really got me to thinking how Donald Trump is acting in this debate is how he acts in his office. This is how he runs our country. This is what he's making me believe how he acts with other officials, with people who come to him. And so it's, I'm just like, really like, wow, because at first before the debate, I was kind of thinking like, maybe Trump is just this way in front of the cameras. You know, maybe he's a different kind of leader when doors are closed. But now I'm just thinking like, maybe it's worse behind closed doors but this is who he is and so i'm just like whoa but i want to get into i think the most the most startling thing and the thing that put me most on edge was when donald trump was discrediting the election process when he was invoking fear and doubt and confusion uh, with the american election process Mm -hmm. which is our american democracy and so when you have the president saying that he doesn't believe in the process that's like hold up, wait a minute. And so he's basically, 
you know, saying he doesn't believe that it's going to be fair play. Um, he was trying to allude to they weren't going to give him the office back in 2016, that people were against him in 2016. But so you've been in office for three years now. So clearly that didn't work. But that just put me on edge because he's discrediting the election. This is American democracy right here. And he's saying he doesn't believe in it. There will be um, interference. And so I'm just like, whoa, okay. Something's happening here because there has, I don't want to be like, um, I don't know, but the elections have never been 100% fair or just or right, ever. There has never been 100% participation from everyone in this democracy. There has always been some form of voter suppression in one way or another. So elections have never really been fair, but you have never had a president blatantly say this because you need Americans to believe in the election process in order for it to work. And so therefore a president is always going to put on this front and this belief in the American democracy and he's going to make sure that the citizens believe in it as well even though it's not it's not 100% perfect and so here you have a president saying it's not perfect it's actually you know messed up you know people are cheating uh there's fake ballots people are throwing away ballots like you know maybe these things have always happened but a president would never say that a president would never invoke fear for people not to take part in this process he told people to stand to watch the election right. process he told his supporters to stand there and watch and intimidate other voters to make mm -hmm. sure to make sure what to make sure what sir what and what I agree totally. And I feel like that's how you can start a civil war because I do yes. think that Trump is going to lose. I just do. I think people are very over it. I think people are very anti-Trump. I don't see Trump winning in this. So I think when we get that resolve, it's going to, something's going to happen. Like, it's not yeah. just going to be like, oh, okay. Like, like and I think that's what everybody's been talking about is like the transition being smooth. Because I think once we find out that Joe Biden did win, because I think that's going to happen, mm -hmm. I think it's going to invoke a, a civil, like people are going to be pissed. It's going to yeah. riot, like them crazy right now. We thought these about Lives Matter riots for a while. It's going to be them Trump supporters with their guns and their wolves and dogs and horses. And I think America hasn't seen it like this before, but mm -hmm. this it's important to realize just the American privilege is astounding. The white privilege, the American privilege is astounding. Just to think, you know, we could never, we could never have a president not leave if he wasn't elected. Like this could never happen to us Americans. We could never have a coup. We could never have another civil war. This is happening all over the world. You know, people are undermining democracies in other countries. There are dictators. I watched a movie, The Kingmaker, about the Philippines. People, this is happening everywhere. And I think Americans are so in their bubble in the bubble of just American and it can't happen to us. No, where human beings are doing things, it can happen to you. Like human beings are capable. America is not, not capable of having a coup, of having a corrupted president. Like we're not untouchable. And so I think people, I, I'm not blaming the education system, but it's like, do your research. Look at how other countries have done this. Yes. And this, Be a and scholar of the world. Exactly, mm -hmm. and it yeah. can happen to America. So I just feel bad 
for people who have this rhetoric that it's it's just America, you know what I mean? Like we are a part of a global world with different cultures, with different people. Um, I've been blessed and privileged to travel the world and work with people from other countries. And in that, I'm proud to be an American. Like I can't, I can't say that I would want to live or be a citizen in any other country but America with all of its flaws and all. And, you know, I'm saying this as someone who has traveled. Whereas if you ask somebody that question and it's like, you haven't even been anywhere else but America. So how do you, it's kind of like, what do you guys know? Like, what do people know? And that, that frightens me. It frightens me too. Um, I, I think I said on the last episode, I read that book on tyranny by Timothy Snyder. And I mm-hmm. always say like, you don't wake up one day and you're, Uh, Hitler. You don't wake up one day and it's um, Venezuela. It's those little chipping away and the dehumanizing of our system and the chipping away of freedoms and the chipping away of institutions. And then you wake up one day and we're in Trump 2030. So I do have faith in America where I feel like there's going to be checks and balances in place where I'm like, you know what, like the, I think there's, there's a Martin Luther King quote that says like, justice always bends. What is that quote? And it always bends towards justice. Like there's, we're going to be okay. Like, you know I, what I, mean? I but, believe that too. I 1000% It's going to get crazy. Are, it's going to be very interesting to see. Yeah, but strap it's going to end up. well. We ain't going to brunch no more. That's what right. AOC said. Right, She's like, right. uh-uh, the brunch is over. No more brunch. <laughs> But uh, I think we're going to be okay. I Mm -hmm. think I, we have leaders abundance, you know, in Congress, in the Senate, Um, police chiefs, people who lead the military, the FBI. We have people who believe in the constitution, not Donald Trump's constitution, but the actual constitution. Um, And he will, I believe he will be held accountable. Um, And the people won't allow it. We won't allow it. You know, look at other countries. The people didn't allow it. Yeah. It's not going to happen. You can't just lock himself in there and be like, no, I'm going to have my power. Like, there's no Exactly. Way. Like, absolutely not. Um, whew, boy, oh boy. That What's was... the next debate? I don't know when the next debate is. Me neither, but we're going to find out. And I think the next actual debate is actually Kamala Harris and Pence. Like, I think that's and, the... And that is going to be way more presidential than this was. But probably more entertaining because I feel like Kamala probably watched what we watched. She's like, well, I want to put on a show too. Not a show show, but I think she's going she to hit them blows and swing. It would have been so good to have Donald Trump debate Tulsi Gabbard, Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren. Like, we could have had such you a- met, You named all women and Sorry. I 1000% agree. It's the truth. I think there's like this tweet going around that um, like- you know, I'm sure Hillary Clinton wished she would have said, just shut up during her debate. And she Mm -hmm. like retweeted it and said, yeah, that was going through my head too. Um, And I think because she didn't, another woman would have, you know what I mean? Because Donald Trump has never met his match. Like he's not met his match. Like he would have met his match with Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris would have swung. I think in the vice presidential debate, we'll actually be able to hear policy and ideas um because you know i think mike pence has some respect <laughs> I do you too. know 
But just I a little bit. I don't, I don't see him win. talking over Kamala Harris. Not this Christian man. You know what I mean? But if they have a fair professional debate, I don't see Kamala Harris winning because Kamala Harris is unprincipled. She kind of struggles in that regard. Okay. So I definitely feel like if they go policy for policy, I don't think she's going to get it like what I... Because if, if Donald Trump and Kamala Harris would have been a good debate because they both just would have like swung and got personal. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if Pence just sticks to the the the, the, the policies, I don't know. Because I you've seen how unprincipled Kamala Harris can be yeah. in regards to marijuana and policing. I was and... that girl on that bus. Um, <laughs> but I like how Joe Biden tried to bring it back to the people. You know mm, what I mean? That was the strongest thing he did. That was so strong. And it really, it really made you flip and be like, oh, wait. Trump ain't, Trump ain't thinking about me. Right. He ain't worried about but Joe me. Joe Biden was like, American people, look yes. at your eyes. Do you, and I was like, just, and I was like, just yes. keep doing that. Yes, doing that. talk just, to us. Talk to me, Joe, because that just made it so clear that Trump does not care about poor people, sick people, the dead. You know what I mean? It's just like, it was just him bringing up Hunter, Bi- Hunter Biden. Ugly ugly that was absolutely disgusting and during the rnc you were talking about people who are addicted to opioids you were talking about the drug abuses and people who struggled with addiction and then here you're calling hunter biden a drug addict sir sir there are drug addicts galore in this country and families who still love their loved ones and who want health care for them. So it's just like, what, like, what are you doing? You have three wives, you have baby mamas, like, just stop it. Just don't do this morality thing. And Bo Biden is always like, just my heart. Bo Biden has my heart. Okay. I love Bo Biden. Like he was my son. All right. It just, every time he's brought up, I just cannot, I cannot. And the nerve of Trump to be like, I don't know Bo. <laughs> that was good. It was entertaining. Oh, sir. It was entertaining. oh my goodness. Absolutely. Like you don't care about veterans. Like let's just keep on adding to the list. Like you care about the economy when it's favoring billionaires and jobs for people who just need a job, not necessarily a minimum, a good minimum wage, but just work, just keep them working, you know, just give them a job, uh, have the stock markets do well, where Joe Biden, he cares about the economy and jobs, but he cares about people's lives. He cares about the poor, you know, he cares about everyone having health care. And so I'm just like, he cares about it all. He wants everyone to succeed is what I feel. Um, and Trump just don't like, do you think, do you lay in bed? Like Trump really cares about me. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Trump has uh, so my best interest there was, as a um, black woman at heart. I feel that. Yeah. Um, Man so doesn't want to pay um, taxes. Okay, we're just going on it. He doesn't like. That's not a deal breaker for me. I don't care. That that doesn't affect my life. In regards to like, that doesn't change my opinion of Trump. Like, I know everybody's trying to pay as less taxes as possible. I think, like he said with Hero Clinton, that makes me smart. I'm more on it that just, line. It just further does the abuse of white rich I power. I hear it's you. just, a, it's another nail in the coffin. So, can we agree that there was no winner yesterday? That we all lost? Everyone lost? Everybody who watched the lost? Both <laughs> guys lost? Our country lost? That's why I'm wearing my black shirt. Can we agree that it's over? Not it's over, but that that was a mess. Can we just it was agree? a mess. It was just, 
a mess. A complete mess. Um, mm, mm-mm. What's the next one going to be about? But Joe Biden has to do another one. He has yeah. to. I think they said three. He I can't say no. Saying like, he can't decide not to. This is the president of the United States. Oof. This is the president. And I just wanted Chris Wallace to say, you work for me, Trump. Let's, let's get that clear right now. You work for me, Chris Wallace. You work for the people. All of us. And it's just like, we need, we need, I don't know, well, something. We need, we need more wine. <laughs> I, <laughs> more wine, please. Pour it up. Um, but in the polls, people say that Joe Biden was a clear winner. Clear? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll leave that on that. We'll be following. This was great. I enjoyed We talked a whole 30 minutes just on the debate. I am having a great time. I don't have anything positive to say at this point. My positive thing is watch out for your mental health. Don't yes. watch too much news. Don't yes. like, Make sure you're taking care of yourself. Go for that walk. Enjoy these fall temperatures. Wear your hoodie and just go enjoy a little bit of nature. Put that phone down. Take that 10 minutes a day just to breathe. Take those mental yes. health days. Use that do not disturb. Protect your mental health no matter what. That's what we have to let you all always be aware of. Make sure that you're registered to vote. Make sure you have your voting plan. And mm-hmm. let's continue to keep doing what we're doing. We're going to be okay. Yes, we are. We are. Thank yes. you. This was another, I don't know. We might do a debate part two. Definitely, um, <laughs> for sure. We might, we get so much more to unpack. So much unpacking. But um, thank you guys so much. Uh, like, comment, subscribe, tell your friends. Uh, we're here Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Yes, yes, yes. So thank you guys so much for watching Politics and Pop Culture with Sierra. And Chris, thank you all so much. We'll see you next time. Bye.